Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. So we've reached the end of November. We only have one more month until the end of this year. Can you guys believe it? 2023 is almost behind us. But before we say goodbye to the year that was, uh, we got to do another edition of our pop culture roundup for November. Um, you know, we've got lots going on on Bravo. It is keep it's keeping me thankful in this thankful month. The things that are happening, name them, name them. You know, I I'm loving it. Um, and uh, but you know, one of the things that happens at the end of the year as we start approaching uh, the new year is Apple and Spotify both release their end of year uh, kind of music lists, right? And so everybody gets to see what Spotify calls their wrapped um, and Apple Music does like their year in review. And, you know, everyone starts posting them and you see who your top artist of the year was and what song you listen to most and, you know, all of these fun little facts. Um, And I just have to say, I did mine and wow, I I have some explaining to do, okay? When I saw that Christina Aguilera's Come On Over Baby, All I Want Is You, was my top song of the year. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even surprised, but I'm surprised. Um, it's It was really giving uh, 2000s, my entire list. It was so crazy. T- Taylor Swift ended up being my top artist, which... I mean, honestly, if you just listened to each one of the albums that she released this year once, it probably would have, like, it. she probably landed on everybody. She was Spotify's, like, global artist of the year. Um, and she did, like, a little video thanking me specifically for uh, all of all of the listens. Um, but, yeah, no, so everyone, everyone got that. And it was just so interesting, though. I was like, wow, I mean... My Spotify account is also um, connected to several different areas. So, like, it's uh, connected to our Alexa. It's connected to um, various things that we listen to a lot. So we're often on, you know, fun Saturday nights with our friends putting on, like, old school pop music. And so it's not surprising that that ends up showing up a lot on my list. But it was uh, pretty comical that it ended up being literally the most listened to stuff this year. Um, so I need I need to branch out. I'm, I'm learning. Um, but I hope that you guys all uh, checked out what your top artists and top songs were of the year. Um, you can do that on Spotify or Apple Music now. Um, what else happened this month? Oh, uh, I guess we can talk about all the drama with the Scream series. Mal- I mean... First of all, so Scream 7 has been in production. Obviously, with the strike and everything going on, things have been delayed. And then, obviously, everything that's going on in Israel, and there's just... It's causing a bit of a divide in Hollywood, um, which, you know, ultimately, we just all want peace. But I realize that the situation there is far more complex and something that I certainly don't know enough to talk about on this podcast. But... um, Melissa Barrera, who was one of the stars of the last couple of Scream movies, um, 
she was let go from the upcoming seventh uh, installment due to some Palestine posts that she posted. Um, and, you know, other people that like got involved in this, like Susan Sarandon was at a protest rally and her agent dropped her as a result. Uh, some Somebody else had... Uh, had some issues too. I, but it's like, it's really starting to like impact people's careers. And so, um, so Scream announced that they had let go of Melissa from the upcoming installment, which then would just leave Jenna Ortega as the primary star returning from the previous two uh, installments of the movie. Um, but as a result of Melissa's firing, Jenna pulled out of the movie and is no longer planning to be a part of uh, the upcoming project. So that certainly leaves the Scream series in a bit of a pickle. There were rumors that Jenna Ortega was already in talks of potentially not returning and that this just, the timing of all of this just seems to be, um, you know, kind of coincidental, but also maybe in support of her friend, Melissa, but, but ultimately she's not going to be in it. And so previously we had reported that Nev Campbell, um, had asked for too big of a payday and they were not going to bring her back as a result. People were upset about that, especially the Scream fans, um, to not give Nev another chance to come back. Um, but now it's rumored that talks are maybe back to bring her in. There's also talks that Patrick Dempsey may uh, uh, return in his previous role um, for the upcoming upcoming sequel. I I don't know how to feel about it, though, because it's like, well, they didn't want Nev. Now they do want Nev. Now they want Patrick Dempsey. And then the two stars of the last film that kind of remained are not going to be in the seventh installment. And it's just what's going to happen to that storyline and how are we going to wrap that up? So it seems to be a bit of a mess. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, also this month, Mark Cuban announced he is leaving Shark Tank after 16 seasons. Um, I love Shark Tank, guys. I don't know like if that's... I haven't watched it a lot in the last few seasons, maybe, last couple of years. I kind of like used to binge it. Um and I think I kind of overdid it. I, I burnt out a bit because they start to become a little bit repetitive. Um, but I, I do love it. I, I find a lot of joy in uh, that show and see, especially when people get the deals and you get to see kind of like what they've done with it. Scrub Daddy, you know, being one of the big um, success stories. But Mark was always kind of one of my like go-tos on that. I always kind of felt like, he, oh, I always kind of aligned with what he, the advice that he would give to people. Um, him and Laurie Grenier are, in my opinion, the best two sharks. Um, so I feel like this is a bit of a loss for Shark Tank. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, he announced that he's ready to move on. Um, and then uh, what else happened? Oh, we've got, uh, so this uh, founder of Barstool Sports, Dave uh, Port. Portnoy. Uh, I don't know the guy. I don't really follow Barstool Sports story. I know what it, I mean, I know him, I've seen him, I know a little bit, but it's not like I'm not in that sort of audience of his. Um, but apparently uh, there was rumors circulating online that he was seen with uh, Ra Rachel Raquel Levis and that the pair were potentially having dinner together and that they were maybe dating. 
Um, and so that started circulating online. So he felt the need to respond to the rumor with a tweet that read, I mean, this is wild. The tweet read, my official statement, I can confirm I've never met that trash bag in my life, and it's wildly insulting to even be mentioned in the same sentence as her. I was eating pizza at Uncle Jerry's, though, which was spectacular, by the way, and got an 8.3. I don't know what that means. But um, but let's just, I mean, I have never met that trash bag in my life. I mean, Wow. Um, so he cleared up that rumor, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that, that circulated. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Bravo is bravoing. They're giving us so much. We've got three housewives on right now. We've got Beverly Hills, Miami and Salt Lake City. And I'm telling you, I've said it on the podcast before. Salt Lake City is delivering its probably best season of all time. It's, Everyone thought that it was potentially over. It was going to go, um, it was going to have the same fate as Real Housewives of Dallas and potentially get canceled. Wow, they came back swinging. We've got hot mic moments from Lisa Barlow again. She clearly didn't learn her lesson. Um, she, I mean, everybody is just delivering. Monica is. And her mother, I mean, that storyline alone is just, it's a, a wild roller coaster. But then it's like we're gearing up for Bermuda, which we're going to get in December, which means we'll probably end up getting the reunions in January. Uh, they did just film the reunions um, for or the reunion for it. Uh, but it's it's really wild. It's like... We're about to go to Bermuda where we know something's going to happen. There's going to be some big major reveal. Um, and everyone thinks that it's about Monica. No one at BravoCon was talking to Monica. Um, so it's, I, I'm just dying. I'm dying to see what is going to come from that. But it is delivering so much to me. I literally, like, when it's on, I have to watch it live. Like, I'm... And I never do because I can't stand commercials and all of that stuff. But I like need to absorb these women in my life. I need them. I miss them when I don't get them. Um, and I was so thankful that they didn't uh, skip over the Thanksgiving week because I was I was desperate for the content. Um, but yeah, the they are delivering. Uh, Miami is off to a great start. Um, you know those ladies just tend to like they just know it's like they're veterans and I mean a lot of them are the original women who were in the first cast and so I mean that speaks volumes alone but even like the newbies like they just they have a, a sense of how to housewife like they know it's like if there was a handbook these ladies are are writing the handbook um and there is so much happening with uh the the Gertie story, obviously we know Gertie um, reveals on the, on the series that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, we knew that going in because she had posted it publicly. Um, we also know that she is now officially uh, in remission, which is awesome. Congrats to Gertie. Um, but now we're getting to see the story play out. And wow, Larsa is not coming off looking good, is she? She is, I think she's the villain this season. 
she is um, so insensitive. I mean, this woman who, I'm sorry, looks like an alien. I can't, like, sometimes I can't even watch her. Like, she, the amount of things that she has in her body that are artificial, it doesn't look natural and it doesn't look normal anymore. And I'm, I'm actually concerned for her. But she's lost all sense of reality. She, first of all, she had a welcome home party for her, uh, for her boyfriend. And he was gone for like three days, maybe five days, maybe five days. But he, she threw him a welcome home party. And everyone was like, where, where has he been? And she's like, oh yeah, he like went down the street for milk and he's back for, we have to throw him a fucking party. It's so wild. Like she has some serious, like, uh, I don't know what, like issues. Okay. So then she's like in this fight with Gertie and Gertie's like, Hey girl, like I need to, I need to tell you something and I don't want to be fighting with you. I just need your support. And the whole conversation, it's like Larsa was never pausing long enough to listen to Gertie and Gertie like had to just sort of blurt out, I have cancer. And Larsa's response is, how do you know? What? How do you know? Excuse me. Yeah, I went to the doctor. Like, that's your response. Not, oh my God, tell me everything. Are you okay? What can I do? You know, these are normal responses. How do you know is not a normal response to someone telling you that they have cancer. Okay? That's insane. I I have fully turned on Larsa. And then she, you know, Gertie's telling her, she's like, hey, you're like the fourth person I've told. I would really like you to keep this in confidence, but I'm telling you because I'm trying to fix our friendship and I need you to understand where I'm at in life. And a mere hours later, she went and told every single girl in the group. And it's like, yeah, she's just, she's dead to me. So Larsa is not, um, is not, my fan. I'm not a fan of Larsa this season. Um, and you know who I'm missing is Dr. Nicole. She's like one of my faves and I feel like she's been a little bit absent from this season so far. She's still a housewife, but I feel like, you know, the friends of Adriana and Marisol and Kiki, I feel like I'm seeing more of them than I'm seeing of Dr. Nicole, which is a little strange. I don't know what's going on there, but she obviously delivers at some point this season because she is, uh, she's a full-time housewife. So, um, I hope we get a little bit more from her. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, and then of course we've got, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Name them. Name them. Instantly iconic. Sutton delivers. <laughs> and I mean, she delivered so much already. And, um, but we got the women going to Vegas. We're definitely seeing like the cracks in the Mauricio Kyle storyline. Um, we, you know, which I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to, I was, I was pretty firmly planted that like Kyle was maybe having an affair with Morgan Wade and, that was ending, but like, I'm starting to like actually see what's happening. Like her marriage really is sort of crumbling and falling apart. Um, and she's definitely downplaying it on the show, but like, even the, even the things that she is sharing is like, Oh, 
if you're sharing this and we know you're hiding probably 80% of the other stuff, like shit's bad. So that has been interesting to kind of see. And, um, you know, everyone's kind of questioning, you know, why isn't she drinking? And, you know, why is she spending so much time on vacation in the gym? I think she spent like three hours. Okay. I don't go to the gym for three hours in a normal day, certainly not on vacation. So I can, I can kind of understand where people are sort of questioning. I don't think people, it's like people's right to sort of judge why or why or why she isn't drinking, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think that they're, that's falling a little bit flat, but, um, but you know, the girls are in Vegas, they go to the magic Mike show, uh, Sutton wears pants because she's ready to like, you know, get pulled up on stage and have a man take advantage of her. And then when she doesn't get called up on stage, she has an, a complete meltdown and is so offended because she is the, she's on the board of the, uh, American Ballet Society and, or whatever it is. And she, that she doesn't do this. She's like, I need my mic off. I need my mic off. I don't do this. What the hell is that? She is so unhinged. And then everyone's like, is it because you didn't get pulled up? Because earlier you were like ready to like spread Eagle on stage. And now you're so offended. She stands by that she didn't realize it was going to be as raunchy as it was. And she thought it was went way too far. And, you know, she does say like, I just tried to leave. I didn't expect everyone to follow me out and like cause a whole thing and question me and do all the things, which I kind of do get. Like she, she didn't say like, we are leaving. She just kind of like stormed out herself. So I don't know. It, it did become a big thing, obviously. Uh, but when Kyle tried to call her on her being unhinged, and she's like, you do this all the time. Name them. Name them. Name them. Every time Kyle tries to start talking, she says, name them over her. And Kyle <laughs> eventually loses it and is like, I'm trying. You won't let me speak. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but Kyle does eventually name them. She was like, uh, how about uh, the hunky-dory? How about the ugly leather pants? How about when Lisa didn't, uh, the Elton John situation? You know, she's just like, she has an arsenal of things that she she brings up. Um, and she's like, and quite frankly, you're unhinged right now. And, you know, she, meanwhile, Sutton's just, name them, name them. I'm just asking you to name them. It's... It's an iconic thing. I've like forever. We're gonna. It's her version of "Make It Nice" or "Clip, Clip." I mean, that's her version. It's so forever. Sutton will be synonymous with the ugly leather pants and name them. Um, but yeah, I, they're they're delivering. And then what else? Um, Winter House. Are you guys into it? I thought that it was like at first, I, well, and I still do kind of feel it's like overwhelming how many people are like in and out of that house. I mean, in the last like couple of episodes, it's like Aisha from Below Deck's coming in, then Riley's coming in, then Sam's about to come visit. And, you know, it's like, okay, so who is actually on the cast? Who has a bed here? Uh, Jason from Summer House stopped by. It's like all these people just keep sort of, it's like becoming this like Bravo. A crossover event where it's just all the characters of Bravo are going to like eventually show up on, on the slopes. And, uh, I want to say Breckenridge, but I don't know exactly. A oh, winter park is where they are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, 
it's kind of wild, but I'm like, but I am liking it. I'm feeling like it is a little bit better than the previous seasons because, you know, we're not having to see all the summer house people like giving the same, like we're not, we don't see Paige, we don't see Lindsay. And I think what was happening there, which is actually, this is, I think why they've done it this way is when summer house films like we know summer house has already filmed right for the summer but winter house was filmed last winter and now we're going into this winter so if they're going to film winter house again it's like we're getting way too far ahead of the storylines and i think what was happening last season and in the last season of summer house too is like all this stuff had already like happened online like fights broke out on twitter and the cast was fighting and then they're bringing that the fights from winter house into the summer house and vice versa and it was like but it was the timelines weren't adding up and it was becoming really complex and complicated to follow and so i think that that's why they're like mixing it up with like people that you don't normally like assume to see in the winter house together, like Brian Benny from family karma and, you know, people that Brian, you know, family karma is not even filming right now. And so it's like, there's no risk of him doing something on the show that like will ruin the family karma storyline when they need to put that out. So I think that that's smart. And that's why I think there's so many below deckers because below deck, you don't get so much of the people's personal lives in their stories. You get more of like the boat drama. Um, and so I I am actually liking that component is that it doesn't feel like it's like continuation of Summer House. It's something new and fresh and you're getting to see kind of these people interact in, in various ways. Um, Tom Schwartz not being able to like date Katie Flood because her name is Katie is like the most Tom Schwartz thing that I've ever heard. Um, but it's... It's it's worth watching. I would definitely, especially like it up against Salt Lake City. Like I said, I mean, Salt Lake City is delivering everything that I could want and more. Um, I I read actually uh, this week that there's only three more episodes left of Salt Lake City, and they're all gonna take place in Bermuda. I'm I'm like devastated by that. I'm like I and they haven't started filming again yet. I'm just like, oh no no no! I need more of these women. I need longer seasons for for the season when seasons deliver i want them longer it's when they're like really drawn out and nothing happens i feel like that's where it's just like okay when is the season ending kind of felt that way with oc like i want more salt lake city so they better be given it but um but yeah and if you aren't watching below deck i have been watching it's actually a very good season the last couple of seasons of below deck have actually been really um really entertaining and there's a lot going on um but captain sandy who is going to also appear on winter house soon um she is a wild one i've got some opinions on her i'm hoping that she comes out in the reunion and understands a little more of what was happening in the fight between Kyle and uh, Natalia because I, I was team I wasn't team Kyle in the way that he approached everybody and approached everything and I'm not always team Kyle on all the things but I was certainly in that moment when 
you had straight people saying that they needed to be part, that you needed to add an S to the LGBT community to cover the straight people so that we could all be one community. I was like, oh, no, no. And so the fact that he came for her when she tried to get involved in that conversation, I thought rightfully so. So anyways, I know if you're not watching, that was probably some context that you had no clue about what I was talking about. Um, But go watch it and let me know your thoughts. So yeah, so that does it for our pop culture roundup of November. Um, you know, not a ton of news. There was, you know, with the strike and everyone coming out of it and, you know, all the things that are kind of happening as people are gearing up for the holidays. Um, you know, it's just a little bit slower, but, um, and speaking of holidays and slower, um, I guess now is a good time to just remind everyone we are taking a couple of weeks off. Um, we, of course, you know, just need to gear up for the new year. We, but we do have a very fun holiday episode coming your way um, to celebrate Christmas and the holiday season. Um, so that'll be later in December. And then we will have our very exciting top 10 pop culture moments of 2023 year in review episode where we get to review all the biggest stories and moments in pop culture of the last year, which if you remember, or if you've been with me since the beginning, that was my very first episode where I covered the top 10 uh, issues, the top 10 moments of 2022. So this is truly an anniversary episode. It is a, a milestone for me, so I'm very excited to be putting that together now. I'm still sorting through the list to narrow down the top 10, um, but I can't wait to deliver those. And um, and like I said, our, our Christmas episode, uh, which will be all Christmas-themed, so tune in for that if you're feeling festive and jolly. And... Um, and yeah, but between uh, now and then, we are taking a couple of weeks off just to sort of regroup. Um, we've got some really exciting guests that are already lining up for the new year. Um, some incredible interviews that um, we're going to be doing. So I can't wait uh, for all of that. But um, that's it for November. And I hope that you guys enjoy the next couple of weeks since I'll be off. Of course, you can still follow me. I'm at CM Vetrano on all the social platforms, Twitter or X, uh, Instagram, threads, TikTok, all the things. So go find me. Let's let's connect. Um, but I will be back in a few weeks to cover our Christmas episode. And then, of course, like I said, our year in review. So I hope until then, you guys all have a very safe and, you know, relaxing time. This is a really chaotic time of year. Um, so I hope that you guys can find some sort of solace and relaxation and organization and whatever you need, um, that just sort of brings you the most joy during this joyous time of year. And until our Christmas episode, until we meet again, it's been Chris Vetrano and I'm signing off. Have a good one. Bye.